When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Travis. Lots of stuff today, so keep up. For our patrons, it's time to announce our new bonus episode and postcard artist. Find them on Twitter and Instagram, the T. That's the R-Y-O-T-E-A. Our first Patreon sticker artist and Where the Light Gathers organizer is such a talented and massive Lobby Boy fan, we of course grabbed them long ago to do the Lobby Boy art for our bonus episode scheduled for this month, The Ship wherein the lobby boy finds himself in yet another scrape, this time aboard a deadly pirate ship. This one's a little bit more tin-tin than our flag means death, but it's still a lot of fun. Speaking of postcards, those and our keychains will be arriving soon, so please post photos on Twitter and Instagram when you get them. And for those of you wondering when they, among other things, dot dot dot, will be up for sale, we'll have some exciting announcements coming very, very soon, as well as some other mysterious things I can't wait to tell you about. But for now, let's get on with it. We are nearing the end of our Madam Hotel arc, and indeed rushing towards the end of Season 4 and an upcoming break. I'll tell you more about all of that in the announcements for our next episode. For now, remember to stay tuned after the show for Patreon shoutouts. Plus, I like to put a little fun fact at the end, too. And thanks for listening. The air is hot and wet. It clings to my face, my hair. It weighs down my clothes. Humid mildew crawls down the walls and pools in the corners. Gray-white mists pace the lobby with lazy intent. The wood fixtures and furnishings are growing short moss in spongy yellow-green patches. The already dim lighting brightens and falls like subtle breaths on a peaceful night. But there are no peaceful nights at the hotel, and the hotel this surely is, though I've never seen it take a shape quite like this before. Dark blues and purples are slathered all over the ceiling, and piercing dots of light dapple across and spread down the walls. Two very large trees grow here, pushing their way up through the ceiling and presumably into the rooms above. And everywhere, everywhere, mushrooms, pale, white, flat-topped and long-stemmed, short, thin, tall. Some are almost certainly unnaturally large, but I can't be certain. Not of anything, not here. Fungus juts out from the trees and the walls. No surface is free of at least some small clutch of mushrooms. Something resembling a creek runs from the door to the front desk. 
Crawdaddies flick away from me when I peer into the water. Small fish nip quickly at the soft grass growing on the rocks beneath the surface. A very fat frog belches at me and rubs its body with slime from its eyes. No turtles anywhere, of course. My lip curls. It's too hot, too wet, and the air smells like soil. Not quite a faux forest, not quite outdoors. The hotel is something in between right now. The guest will, I'm sure, accept it as they ever do, but we can see the seams where it should be held together. We can see the cosmic fabric stitched by something that doesn't quite understand the difference. Something that missed the forest for the trees. The staff, myself included, must now not be merely ready, but ready for anything. She's getting worse. The manager, standing behind her desk, itself shaped from huge twists of tree roots and vines, curls her lip as well, though I suspect it's in response to the khaki long pants and denim button-up the hotel has dressed her in. Sighing, I join her, handing over the reservation card I've prepared. As she reads it, I lightly touch the end of the red bandana wrapped loosely around her neck. She looks up at me with a shrug, and we both continue to regard the lobby in uniform disgust. She drops the card onto the desk, sliding it back and forth quickly, distractedly. She read the name, Alex Potensky, but we both know it hardly matters. When the guest arrives, if things are still under control, they won't be for long. Madame Hotel struggles with grasping the nuance of her policies. She stampedes towards the guest's death, embracing too fully the chaos of the spectacular and fantastic. She isn't here yet. She's always here, but she isn't here yet. It is inevitable as if she could hear my thoughts, and maybe she can. A few mushrooms wiggle themselves up from nothing on the front desk. A short, fat one grows right out of the guest book. The manager plucks it off, confused but irritated. She hands it to me, looking around with the same silent questions I have. Is this her doing? or his. I spy the supply closet door tucked behind some drooping vines. Checking quickly to make sure we're still alone, I throw the mushroom at the door. It bursts apart loudly and hits the ground in chalky pieces. The manager hits my arm, but there isn't time to bicker and I wave her off. 
The lobby boy cracks his door open and peeks out. I wrangle my disgust at his fear down to a simple eye roll and snap my fingers at him softly. He squints across the lobby at us and opens his door just a little more. He's got on khaki short pants and a pink button-up. I can feel the manager cringe when she sees him, but there isn't time to address the uniforms either. I pull another mushroom off the desk and hold it up. His mouth hangs open and he stares blankly at me. I point to him, waggling the mushroom, and the manager points to it again, emphatically. He seems to realize, in his dim way, what we're asking, and shakes his head while nervously pulling at the cuffs of his shorts. Two more mushrooms have sprouted up where I removed the one in my hand. Half a dozen cover the guest book now. There's a growing line of stout fungal soldiers guarding the creek on either side. Along the tree trunks, drooping the branches over the floor, even stretching down from the ceiling. Mushrooms, multiplying and growing. We haven't even begun, and it's already over. The manager throws her hands up in frustration as I drop mine to my side in defeat. The lobby boy tries to slowly retreat back into his closet, but mushrooms growing suddenly from the doorframe keep him out here. He looks across the lobby to us, and we look back to him. Something silent passes between we three, and in unison, we all turn to the lobby doors, just as she bursts in. Don't you just love it? <laughs> we compliment her on her creativity. She beams at us, and the mushrooms bloom a little brighter. In the humid air, the scent of her blood carries faster. It flows down her dress and slides into the creek. I watch it travel like an iron dust cloud across the waterbed. In moments, it's a red, opaque stripe through the lobby, dappled with dead fauna. She laughs and skips her way in, kicking mushrooms across the room jubilantly. They fly easily and fall heavily, each time splitting and crumbling to pieces. The destruction seems to delight her. We wait patiently as she explores her unusual form, running her fingers along the tree bark, stopping to grab handfuls of the fungal outcroppings staggered along their lengths. She wriggles her fingers and lets the small bits tumble loosely against her dress, sticking to the blood there or simply falling beneath her feet as she moves on. Each time she destroys one, a new batch grows right behind it. A path of blood and fungus follows her everywhere she goes. Groups of tiny spores fester where her hands were. She claps for herself, 
giddy and skipping across the room. With a big sigh, she flops down onto a pod of particularly large mushrooms. I get the distinct impression she grew this just to lounge on. Of course, she idly kicks over those that serve as her footrest. A new one grows behind it, and of course she kicks that down too. Before long, there's a pile of large, wobbly mushrooms before her. We watch in polite silence, assuming and awaiting instructions. We have no way of knowing if the guest will be expecting to see any of this. I don't expect the guest will see the inside of their room, and judging from the crestfallen look on the lobby boy's face, neither does he. The manager opens the guest book, knocking several mushrooms to the growing pile at my feet. After a few silent moments, the manager nudges me. I clear my throat and gesture grandly to the fungus and mushrooms still forming everywhere. I ask if Madame Hotel has decorated the lobby for the guests' benefit, or if... I am interrupted by her deep laughter. Something is amusing her tonight, and her good moods can be as dangerous as her bad ones. She hops off her makeshift love seat and slaps the mushroom tops loudly. She spreads her arms wide, mimicking my own gesture at the mushrooms, as if delivering the punchline to a joke no one knew she was telling. She skips over to the lobby boy and takes his hand, dancing and laughing still. She plucks a mushroom off the wall like a flower and hands it to him. He looks over at us nervously and takes it from her. She follows his eyes and skips to us now. With a wink and a giggle, she sweeps every mushroom off the front desk and plops herself down across it, one hand on her hip, the other propping her bleeding head up. A dusty cloud of yellow spores chokes us. Don't you see? The manager and I exchange a look and shake our heads. We both know the guest should be arriving soon, and Madame Hotel has turned the lobby into a bloody fungal soup. She laughs again and pulls a handful of small mushrooms off the manager's shoulder. She smiles with relish so wicked I brace myself, for I don't know what. He's already here. He's everywhere. She crushes the mushrooms. She crushes the guest between her fists with another deep laugh. Hey, this is Travis with a brief ad break. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. 
and he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thanks for listening. Now back to the hotel. <laughs> I just love the way he crumbles through my fingers. He's not used to existing this way. I think it's really cool, though. I chopped him up and spread him through this whole mycelial network I've got going here. Look, look, watch. These mushrooms here, he's in there right now. And when I pluck them, they die, like anything else. And part of Alex dies too. This is the fun part. See the mushrooms that grow back? Also him. Now, normally, I don't really think this many different kinds of mushroom would be compatible with each other, and I really <laughs> don't think anyone would try and put themselves into a mushroom at all, but I like to go that extra mile for the guests. That must be where you get it from, dear. Oh, I know you don't like your little outfit tonight, but look, it grows mushrooms too. See, that's Alex. Everyone say, hi, Alex. Oh, actually, where is, oh, there he is. Bug, come on over here. You don't like your outfit either, huh? Is it the shorts? Listen, I know you were excited about the room tonight. What was it? The rolling him up thing, right? I like that one. You keep that in mind because one of these days, we'll circle back to it, okay? All right? I got struck by inspiration is all. What do you think of the lobby? Fun, right? It's like a science museum in here. You want to kick some mushrooms? No? You have some growing out of your face if you want to. Actually, here. Let me. Uh, huh? There you go, all better. Hey, gang, why all the long faces? Look at this place. I thought it would be fun to check in a guest together. Here, grab a handful. Go on. Oh, don't be shy now. I think I remember a certain Mr. Man throwing a mushroom across the lobby. Yeah, you thought I didn't know about that. I do, though. Well... Alex does. He's not used to being this way, existing as a fungal net. I mean, he's not even thinking the same way he used to. Parts of him are dying, regrowing, dying again. See there? See the way those little strands are reaching out to you? He knows you're there. He knows you're there. And now that you know he's there too, we can really have a party. Oh! Kick, 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 pow! The little ones pop in half. The big chunky ones explode. The round puffy ones send out little spores. You know, those are him too. He's in the meat. The mushroom meat. But there's more to it than that. <laughs> His essence is all around us, dancing between fungi. Even the slippery growths here, see, and here, 
There along the tree, that's all him. Hi, Alex. <laughs> I'm sure he's trying his best in there. It's not that different than being lost in thought. You know, as lost as they can get in these squishy little brains. He's aware of himself, as he's aware of all of us. He can even move, kind of. Can you see it? The pulsing, the unfurling, the gentle drift of whatever. Do you think he can feel it? I know he can feel it when I do this. <laughs> Does he feel it when he grows back? Is there more of him now? Or has he spread himself? A little thinner. Can you tell? Bug, can you tell? They grow on you too, see? The little Alex spores think a soft, rotten body is the best place to grow. They sprout quickly. It's okay, don't be scared. Do you feel him growing in a cluster on your neck? Your instinct might be to brush him off, crumble him to the ground, and I don't blame you, Bug. Kicking over the sand castle is half the fun of building it. But remember, these castles grow back. There. And they grow right back. Twice as many. You've got some gnarly looking ones coming out of your fingertips too. Soon I think you'll be covered head to toe in Alex Potensky. You'll rot together. You grow back too, you know. Not here, not now, and maybe not twice as many, but you always come back, don't you? That's why you're never scared. <laughs> I know you get nervous. I know you don't always know what to do, but that's not the same as scared. Do you know what? Do you know how brave you are? Why, I bet you wouldn't scream, even if your mouth wasn't filled with growing fungus. Can you feel it inside you, Loppy Boy? Madam. Yes? Yes, oh! You look so handsome with those all over you, too. A full forest of fungus all over your head. Ew. They don't quite take to your clothes as well, the spores, do they? That slime all over your clothes and bones, though? That's him, too. He crawls on you. Crawls through you. Is he looking for something, you think? Or just running? I think something quite interesting is happening with his quaint little consciousness. It's mixing so delightfully with the mushrooms. Plenty of fear still. Can you feel his fear? I know you can, dear, but can you? His desperate, aching hunt for connection. Trying to cobble himself back together, I imagine. You'll be in the same boat as him. There's more things than you know that can make a fine meal of naked bone. Tonight, Alex is one of those things. Look at the lobby boy. He's nearly all mushroom now. Not so for you. You're going to be chewed apart at the seams and fall to the ground in a pile. But that was going to happen anyway. Am I right? Madam, this is Irregular Hotel P.
policies. I know what my own policies are. Thank you very much. Oh, the confidence of this man. Telling me what's irregular while I stand here with a fresh bleeding skull that he broke. Well, your skull is covered in yellow slime and mushrooms now, so let's just leave it at needs improvement, shall we? I am discouraged by this situation. Yes, I am. I am bewildered by your explanation. Yes, I am. Look, look at the professionalism of the rest of the staff. My lobby boy is covered in dust and lichen, and he's, well, it looks like he's maybe gotten stuck to the tree, but he's doing it professionally. Look at her. While you've still got the eyes to do it, she's stuffed to the gills with mushrooms. Are you still in there, dear? Are you still with us? Hmm. Well, I'm torn and riddled with suspicion. Yes, I am, but I think she's still with us. Wouldn't know, because she is at her post, doing her job, not sassing me, not lecturing me on that which I already know. She is pretty totally covered in mushrooms, though. I think they might be fusing her to the desk. She'd like that, though. Wouldn't you, dear? I am trying to make a point here, is what I'm getting at. The guest is the fungus, and the guest feeds off your rotting bodies. You die, then they die, together and separate, many and one, reborn, only to die again. Is any of this getting through to anyone? It's like I'm talking to myself down here. Okay, that's okay, then. I know you can hear me dead, alive, mushroom person, inside, outside. I know you can all hear me still. I know you know. It'll take a while, I think, for all this to rot away. You and you and you and the guest. And me. Me. I'll wait here for now. This time. I'll wait here with you. All. Until you're gone. Until. I won't be gone. I'll never be gone. But we'll all be here. Tonight. Together, yes, I am. Yes, I am. The hotel was created and produced by Travis McMaster and Mark Witten, starring Kelly Nineltowski as the manager, Mark Witten as the lobby boy. Graham Rowett as the owner, and Krista Lewis. Music by Lauren Picorni, West Rodri, and special guest composer Zach Tatum Drake. Thank you, patrons. Without your ongoing support, this show just wouldn't be the same. Thank you, Fennec Smith, Audrey Cahill, Aaron Nickel, 
Twistwood, Mr. Bear, Miss Merengue, Aspen, Sin, Will, Megan Pruitt, Grimbiscula, Chaoric, Germ, Travesty Tapestry, Luca, Vampy, Coffins, Big Tony, Dion Roach, Nobulk, Nicole, Cabbage, Citizen Trent, Lillian Taylor, and Yak Turtle. Uh, with apologies and respect to anyone's name who I got terribly wrong. Uh, this episode was partially inspired by that episode of Hannibal, you know, the second one with all the mushrooms. I think I actually even snuck a line from that episode into this one. Go listen again and try and find it. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.